Welcome to Dietitian Boss. I'm Libby Rothschild, your host and fellow dietitian. I'm a coach to my fellow female colleagues all around the world. I help you get leads and turn prospective clients into paying customers using online marketing and social media strategies that focus on sales. Welcome Sarika Shah, registered dietitian nutritionist who's been in practice as a registered dietitian in the subacute and long-term setting for almost 15 years. She has also taught nutrition courses at San Jose State University and Diablo Valley Community College. Sarika is a past client of mine in my coaching business, and she is known as the Indian American nutritionist who helps those with weight loss. You can find her on Instagram at indian.nutritionist. Welcome to today's episode. Thank you for having me, Libby. I'm excited to have you here and, and sharing your story. So is there anything from that quick introduction that I left out that you feel the audience should know? Um, not really. I actually have nothing more to add about that. Okay, wonderful. Well, then why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about what you do on Instagram. Talk to us about your journey and your process with niching down because when we first connected, you were not the Indian dot nutritionist that you are today. So if you could just share some insights about that process. Sure. Actually, when I first joined Instagram, it was because I was a part of a private practice that focused on psych patients, which was completely enjoyable and loved it. And we were trying to gain more traction just in our local area by posting on social media. Given my age, I'm completely foreign to social media, but you were one of the first people that reached out to me um, and connected with. Um, I followed you along the whole way, um, and in that year so or so, I left that practice and branched out on my own. Um, and with that, I realized I was completely confused and unsure on how to use social media to promote registered dietitians and my practice and what I do. And when I connected with you, I realized that there was a whole platform for registered dietitians to work online which I found completely ideal for my lifestyle. And then I took a deep dive with you, joined you, and you helped me quickly figure out how to niche down on my specific part of practice. Um, in the last 17 years of being a registered dietitian, it's changed. Dietetics has completely changed. Um, and you helped me become more in the modern platform of being able to practice, which is super ideal for myself. Yeah. Talk a little bit about what that process was like going from posting and um, maybe just regular like food photos to posting really intentional content for a specific person. Like what were the struggles with niching down? How did you come about to really embrace Indian dot nutritionist, which is you know your handle and what you do with the Indian American population? Can you walk us through some, some of that process? Absolutely. So I think Personally, the biggest challenge was putting myself out there, being slightly vulnerable, um, A, showing your picture, showing that you have similar struggles, showing that you get them, which I didn't know that you were supposed to do that on social media, nor did I know that you were talking to a specific person. Um, when we figured out who my avatar was and how to specifically target them, was it so much easier to write the content for the Instagram um, the picture part is still difficult for me, and, but it's gotten a lot easier. 
am showing my face because I think that's a vulnerability that I'm not quite comfortable with. Um, it wasn't prevalent me growing up and it wasn't prevalent when I was also an undergrad, you know, taking pictures, showing them, posting them. And that perspective was something completely different. But I must say, when I started to do that, the feedback I got from other dietitians and from Indian Americans or Indians living abroad, the relatability and how excited they were that there was something out there for them. That's, so that keeps you going. Yeah, that's really nice. And uh, walk us through a little bit about how you came to choose helping Indian Americans with weight loss and the struggles with deciding on that specific niche, meaning the target market, Indian American women, and the niche, meaning what you're helping them find being weight loss uh, via a a combination of American and Indian foods with portion control. Absolutely. Um, So one, I'm obviously Indian American. So I get it. I know the adversity of trying to assimilate to the American foods, also having your cultural Indian foods, um, the challenges that you pose, the modifications that we make with convenience items available in America. Second, whether it being studies that have continued to show American Indians or Indians living in America or abroad or newly immigrants, the rate of obesity increasing, the rate of heart disease, the rate of diabetes is significantly higher in the Indian population living in America than any other population. It's raising faster than any other population as immigrant, as an immigrant population. With that being told, I think that that fits me completely. Um, we have it in our family. We have relatives with diabetes, obesity, heart disease, have had open heart surgery, all somewhat related to obesity. And then it continues to type two diabetes and heart disease. And so that's near and dear to my heart. And I know how to maneuver that. I know how to be able to continue with your cultural foods um, can, and potentially modify them to make them quote unquote healthier or how not to, but to include them into the diet that is more well-rounded and well-balanced. I will not eliminate foods from them, but I teach them how to include them yeah. with achieving the goal of weight loss. Yeah. And, and on your journey of going from, cause before we connected, you were posting, you know, like I remember some granola and some food photos and some general content. So after you've been able to really apply, you know, this framework and, and create content for a specific type of person based around the niche that you connect with, you know, and you connect your story with how you're helping people, can you talk about some of the outcomes that you've gotten from, in addition to the positivity from dietitians and consumers, what else has happened since you've been able to be consistent with the Indian nutritionist brand? Oh, it's been amazing. I actually, this is how I was able to build my online practice. I didn't understand it. It wasn't clear until I started working with you on how to build my online practice um, with a specific niche. And when I started to post that, I started having inquiries about like, how can I work with you? How do I work with you? Would you be able to work with me? Um, And through that, it's become word of mouth where someone may not be on IG but then they refer me to somebody else that they know may need my help as well. They apply for the program. I do a quick call with them, a discovery call, sometimes too, to make them understand maybe, or the hesitancy to help clarify that with them. 
And now I'm completely solely online and I have clients from the East Coast, Midwest and the West Coast. And I absolutely love it. So it's grown my practice significantly. Yeah. And would you attribute that to the clarity and consistency with your feed or are there any other factors that's been able to help grow your practice? I would absolutely say that it has to do with the clarity of the feed because then they know who I am. Um, the potential client knows who I am, what I do. And if I connect with them, they seem to feel that I'm relatable. Um, the most recent client that just signed on that starts next week with me has, she said, you are who I am. And, you know, I was born and raised in the U.S., eat everything Indian and American. She's also in the health field, but she's like, I don't have to hide anything from you. I can tell you exactly how it is and you will understand. So I think that I am who they are and they find that connection. I just want to make a comment here. I know you said, and I appreciate your vulnerability here and saying you felt vulnerable showing your face, but now you're saying the reason that you get clients is because you're able to connect with them and show your face. Absolutely. The irony is that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's absolutely like what keeps me going to be able to show my face is because I see that they say that, but would I like to hide behind the curtain? Absolutely. But when I'm with my clients, I love to be bare bones, show them where I'm sitting and let them see the office that I work out. I'm completely okay doing that. And showing the unknown world is a little bit harder, but them telling me that they connect and I am them makes it easier to show my face. And what you're doing by that is you're not only helping, you know, the Indian American population and connecting with them, but you're also inspiring other dietitians who also feel scared about showing their face through this episode. You're showing them, you know, proof here that when you do that and connect the dots, you're, you're helping, you know, get clients and it's a great way to build your brand. Being a part of your feed and a part of your brand message is really important. And what I love about Sarika is that she does it consistently and she finds like different ways to do it. So, you know, showing herself in the photo in different versions with her family, you know, in a relaxed pose, holding a letter board and then with food and props. So I love the variation to what you do with your brand. And I think it makes you very relatable. And I absolutely love your message and how you're helping, you know, add some, you're helping promote and add, attract attention to the Indian American culture, which I think is really important. I know a lot of dietitians appreciate that too. So you can increase our knowledge about Indian and Indian American foods. Oh, thank you. I would say any, to any dietitian or anybody out there that's listening to this, if they are hesitant to show their picture, I get it. And I hear you. I was there. I'm still sort of there. Just do it. Just post it and turn a blind eye. And the feedback that you will get will be so positive that it will continue to motivate you to continue to show your picture. I love that. And I can also say the consistency too. And this is something that I didn't know when I first started. And again, you know, if I had all the answers sooner, it would have helped me get to where I want to be faster, right? Don't we all say that? Yeah. And I, I, I really truly believe that showing your face on your feed at least two or three times a week is helpful. And there's a lot of different ways you can do that. I also believe in part of my philosophy is to show your face on stories at least yeah. twice a week, at least whether it's in a video boomerang selfie, however you want to do it. 
um, because people connect with people, uh, not like a logo. So when you have a business like Sarika does and like I do and like you listening to, whether you have one or you're aspiring to create a business, people want to do business with people. And I love that Sarika is sharing this reflection because it's true. It happens with my other clients and it happens with me. And it's not, it's really just you showing up and being the person in the face of, of the business and the brand. It's so important. Yeah, I agree. Um, 100%. I think that you know, old school way was, you know, you met people face to face. And so you were showing your face. It wasn't that you weren't. Um, this is just a different platform of doing it. Um, and because maybe it's a little bit more planned, it may be uncomfortable, but they're really, the unknown is actually positive in my opinion. Yeah. Excellent. And, you know, I know you do also, I wanted to ask for, for those listening, because I, I love that Sarika has, you know, been in the field for, if, or, how long have you been in the field for? Because I know, is it 15 years? Okay. I'm on my fourth cycle. <laughs> That's great. So you've been in the field for almost two decades and you're yeah, using yeah. this platform, you know, a modern approach to connect with clients and it's working. You know, Absolutely. you're, yeah. And I, and I love that. I love that we can share this story and I love that. Yeah, I hope you listening can apply these tips that Sarika is giving and you can also follow her and join her community and support her with what she's doing as well. And, you know, learn more about the Indian Indian American fusion culture with, with food and nutrition. I think it's, it's really great what she's doing. And I love that Sarika has been able to use her story as she said earlier on this episode about her family and her reflection and, and what that means. And that, and some of the links to the, um, you know, disease states and how that helped her shape what she's doing today and what she's representing. And so there's a lot of layers here. It's, you know, uncovering your story, connecting with your story, and then being vulnerable and being consistent. Like there's a lot of pieces. So this is, a you know, it's, it's work to do this and the outcome, it's so worth it. And I love that uh, Sarika is doing this even after being in practice for almost two decades. Can you talk a little bit about how you're able to manage what you're doing with two kids? Um, yes, I know that you've seen me fall through this. Um, so I have two almost teenage kids and the biggest thing for me is in this time and age is to be family first. Um, my kids come first before anything else. So instead of being a complete stay at home, I feel like I have the best of both worlds. I'm able to take my kids to school. I'm able to plan my online business around my kids' schedule and working is pure joy for me. So it's given me the ability to work and find my passion, interact um, with clients and help them achieve a healthier version of themselves, along with being a mom. Um, working online makes me a better mom, a better wife, and a better person just overall and a better registered dietitian because I'm able to do everything without truly feeling like I'm giving up or sacrificing anyone or anybody. That's great. Um, yeah. You just block off your hours and I've chosen where I only work Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays um, and see X amount of patients or clients per day to allow me to maximize my time with my family. That's excellent. And you make it sound so easy. You're like, Oh, these days a time block I manage my kids. Like how inspiring for those of you who don't have kids yet it's possible for those of you who do have kids. I always love hearing the stories of the moms who are able, you know, I really respect what Sarika has done here by growing her, her business and her practice using online marketing effectively on Instagram and then still putting your family first. Cause that's a lot of things all at once. 
Um, yeah, I know. I think that it's, <laughs> I think you make it happen when it's something you truly want, you find a way. Um, and if anything, I'm inspiring my kids to work hard and be some sort of role model for them to know that, you know, you don't have to have a typical traditional job to be successful. Love. I love that you're setting that example. And remind me, what do they think about your Instagram business? <laughs> what is their opinion? Are they following you? Are they on Instagram yet? Or, or what are they doing? I have one on Instagram because he's okay. 13. So he's allowed to have Instagram. Um, he follows me. He does not comment. He ideally would like to not be in pictures because I'm not so cool. Um, because I am his mom. But the other one, she's all about it. She thinks it's cool. She tries to help the younger one. Um, but the, both of them are actually pretty inspiring as far as ideas because they're also Indian American and trying to figure out and navigate. Um, so they're some of my inspiration as well. Um, and sometimes we'll be eating and be like, oh, mom, you should take a picture of that. Let's go get the whiteboard and go by the window. <laughs> so um, they're, they're, I think they admire it in their language. Yeah, that's really nice. And I love that you're setting an example for them too. It's, it's interesting to see how the two children like have different reactions and interpretations of mom's process. Um, yeah. So my son, my older one said, okay, mom, when you hit a certain number, then I'll put you on my stories. <laughs> <laughs> cute. Very cute. Uh, and when it comes to our fellow colleagues listening, whether they're their moms or not, or whether they've, I guess I, I would like to know if you have specific tips for those who've been in practice as long as you have, and they want to, you know, use Instagram. Do you have tips in general for dietitians and specifically tips for dietitians like you who've been in practice for, you know, a couple, almost two decades and, you know, they're feeling, they have a lot of feelings or insecurities about using this powerful platform as effectively as you have. Yes, I do. Um, for those dietitians that are older in practice, like I am, nutrition has changed significantly. Our, the way our dietetics is practiced. In some sense, I think we have more room to practice and we can completely niche down. It's not our typical clinical broad nutrition. Niching down, I think, if anything, allows you to have a deeper connection with your clients. Um, you're able to spend more time. It's not the 15 minutes allocated in and out. Um, you can spend that half an hour or an hour with your client, decide, depending on what you want to do. And you do see the true outcome because you get to follow them through, which to me is super gratifying, but it's also like a sense of accomplishment for yourself, but the client as well. Don't be fearful of social media. I say just, just do it. Just dive in. Um, and I think that the rough patches that you may have through social media will only make you better and maybe help figure out your clear message. Don't be afraid. Just try it. Don't sit behind a closed door like I did for a while. I wish I'd dived in earlier because it's exciting and it's fun. I love it. Great, great uh, tips and also true. I feel like I could say the same thing, right? Like I wish I, and I, it's true. I wish I started my Instagram business earlier. I waited till I was a dietitian for, I think I'd been a dietitian for three or four years. And then okay. I started my Instagram. I was already in a clinical job. And I mean, now I'm not, I'm a full-time business coach. 
And I, I look at all of the students and I really, truly admire them. All the nutrition students out there, the interns, all of you, my younger listeners who are getting this started earlier, like, wow, absolutely incredible. If you really apply yourself the way that Sarika has at an even younger age, you, you know, you'll have really gotten this started and you'll be able to grow your business faster. And it's okay if you don't have it figured out. I didn't have it figured out when I first started. Everything I've done has been accidental, but because I gave myself permission to show up and build relationships, you know, I figured it out over time. So if you're a student and you're feeling insecure, like I know a lot of students are more insecure about the niching down process. Just getting started is better than waiting because you'll give yourself the opportunity to build relationships, to make an impact, to get excited. And um, as Sarik and I have said, you know, getting started earlier is better. Yes, agree. I think if anything, you evolve in your practice from a student to graduating to becoming a dietitian, but let it happen on Instagram or any social media platform that you use. I think it's fantastic and it's a great learning tool too. Absolutely. Any other final thoughts here that you want to leave us with or stories that you think would be insightful for the listeners to know about you or this process or Instagram, social media marketing, anything like that? Um, I don't know if I have a story. I just, I think we've reiterated a few times, but I could, oh, I can't even tell you how important it is. Don't be fearful of the unknown. Just do it and try. No one's really judging. Nobody's really nitpicking if your hair is out of place. It's not about that. It's actually truly about the message. Be clear, concise, and connect with whomever you feel you're talking to. If it's you that you're talking to, then go ahead and put that out there. And being vulnerable, I think, is the best because that's when they realize, your potential client realizes you're real and not fake. Love. What an amazing way for us to end today's episode. So thank you again. And if you just remind everybody where they can find you on Instagram. Oh, yes. You can find me on Instagram at indian.nutritionist. And I look forward to meeting with you and connecting with you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you for joining today's episode. If you'd love to learn more about how to get leads online and turn prospective customers into clients, apply for my coaching. I still have a wait list. Go ahead and visit LibbyRothschild.com. That's www.LibbyRothschild.com. Go under signature service and apply for my wait list.